Well, good evening, all. Here we are, another night, studying the course of love. And uh, so I welcome all. And we will be starting on day 38. And if everyone would mute their phones for now, so we get started to your reading. So that's one of our household requests. You know, those who are not reading or speaking, please be conscious of muting your own phone lines. Um, this evening we have with us reading. We have Judy, Lemoyne, Yvonne, Reverend Bill, Shirley, and Miguel, and Lana if she feels up to it. And no one listening, so. And what do I want to do? Okay. As I said, we're starting on day 38 in the dialogue, and that's on page 646 in the earlier edition and 659, yeah, in the later edition. And it's Who I Am. Rather short but very potent. So we're going to get started with a centering prayer, and then I'll direct the reading from that point on. So, and again, the household hint, the household notes that I mention every week that we're all so familiar with, you know, the muting of one's line, you know, not being cognizant and not stepping on toes when someone's speaking, and always leave room for possibly for those who choose not to share, and we kind of coax them out of their cocoon at later in the evening. So, with that said, I ask you to close your eyes and listen to these words that Jesus said to us in the course of love. He said, you and your source are one. I am no longer the personal self who is separate and alone. I am my Christ self. I dwell in unity. My identity is certain. This is the truth. I am not less than I once was, but more. Where once I was empty, I now am full. Where once I dwelt in darkness, I now dwell in the light. Where once I had forgotten, now I remember who I am. So I go forth to live as who I am within the world, to make cause and effect as one, and union with the source of love and all creation, the reality. And now we go into day 38, which is who I am. And as I said, the, the reading list is Judy, Lemoyne, Yvonne, Reverend Bill, Shirley, Miguel, and I'm going to include Lana. And what I'm going to ask Judy and Lemoyne to do is see, I said eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I will start us off in day 37 to remind what he said to us last week in um, day 37 and a new idea of God. And then I'm going to ask Judy to read, yeah, read paragraph 3731 in 
that on day 37, Lemoyne 3732, and then I'll guide Yvonne and Reverend Bill and Shirley to conclude. Yeah, we can do it. Yeah, eight, one, two, three, four. Yeah, okay. So I'm going to just remind us of one paragraph that I thought was appropriate to start this off. So let's listen to what he told us in day 37. God is being in unity and relationship with everything. Thus God knows you. God is one in being with you because you are one aspect of everything. As one being in unity and relationship with everything, God is one with every thought and every feeling. God is one with every creation. God is all-knowing. God is, in short, the collective consciousness and the collective consciousness that is that which links every being with every other being in unity and relationship. So, Judy, would you read 37.31, please? Okay, yeah. The divineness of your being is most revealed in relationship. The divineness of your being is... Hold on one second, Judy. Yeah, okay. Sure. Is everybody muted? Paula, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to step out tonight. Uh, I might be back later, but I'm going to have to step out for now. Sorry. Okay. Talk to you later. Bye. Okay. Hope all is well. (laughs) Okay, go ahead, Judy. Okay, I'll start over. Uh, But before I start, I just want to wish Lana a happy birthday, and I'm so glad you're recovering. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. (laughs) The divineness of your being is most revealed in relationship. The divineness of your being is most revealed when you cooperatively join with another or even with yourself. When you cooperatively join, you move the particular self aside and sometimes glimpse the divine being in relationship. But because, because you have so clung to separation... You have rarely, until recently, glimpsed union. Next. Lemoyne, 32. All right. Glimpses of the being you are being when you are in unity and relationship have been offered to everyone. They have been afforded by willingness. They come from observation of self and they come from observation of others. They come from what you are willing to observe. They become more than glimpses only when they become what you are willing to be. Thank you. Yvonne, would you start us off with day 38 and read 1, 2, and 3, please? Sure, Paula. Thank you. Who I am? My beloved... We have not spoken much recently of love, but now it is time to return to love. Do you know, can you feel as yet how much I love you? How full of love I am for you? 
Now we set aside once again the we of Christ consciousness, of our shared being, and enter into relationship with one another. I ask you to turn your attention. I ask you to be attentive to the relationship that you feel with God. Shirley, four, please. Being full of love for one another is the beginning of extension, the end of withdrawal. It is the mutuality of our love that causes this fullness. Remember briefly here the feelings of withdrawal you have experienced when you believed you loved more or that you were loved less by a friend or lover. Remember briefly here the feelings of withdrawal you experienced when you felt loved for being something other than that which you are. Know through your brief contemplation of these feelings that this is behind us now. Know that we can be known and loved equally for who we are. Miguel, five, six, seven, and eight. Yeah, thank you. Calling God the Father, calling God the Mother, calling Creator or Great Spirit, Yahweh or Allah, but call me yours. For this is who I am. Call yourself daughter or son, sister or brother, co-creator or friend. But call yourself mine, for we belong to one another. And realize that as I call upon you, I call you who I am. This is the meaning of the embrace, the possession, the ownership of belonging of carrying or holding relationship and union with one's own self. This has been called the the tension of opposites, of being one's own self and being one in union and relationship. These opposites, like all others, are held within the embrace of love and belonging. Thank you. Lana, can you read nine? Are you able to read now? Yeah, I think so. Hold on. I was just okay. I just had to come up on the call. Okay. Um, okay. Nine. You are ready. Okay, you are ready now to return to this ownership, this possession of relationship and union. Possession and ownership are words that have become faulty ideas in separation. They mean an entirely different thing in union and relationship. They mean union and relationship. That you own it, that you possess it, that you hold it and carry it within your own self, that you make it yours. As you make me yours and as I make you mine, I am your own. You are my own. We are the beloved. 
when we are the beloved to one another, when we are who I am to one another. That's beautiful. Thank, thank you, Hannah. Has anyone that joined us would like to announce that they're here and they would like to read or listen? Well, Mike is here, but there's some background music. I don't know. That might interfere. So it's all passed on reading. I don't hear anything but your voice, Micah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Would you like to read 10 and 11? Sure. It would be an honor. This, this great gathering of these beings that we are. Okay, uh, 3810. <clears throat> Excuse me. Relationship and union are not other than this. I'm, I'm going to read the last sentence. We are the beloved when we are the beloved to one another. When we are who I am to one another. Relationship and union are not other than this. Being in relationships and union means just that. It means to love deeper than any love you have known. For in not owning and possessing, in not being owned or possessed by... Oh, let me read that again. In not being owned and possessed by and in union and relationship, you have not fully known love. To claim something as your own is simply to claim possession for your own true self. Now it is time to see me as your own God, as well as God of all. Now it is time to call me who I am. 11. There is a subtle and loving difference between I am and who I am. Who is acknowledgement of individuated or differentiated being in union and relationship. Has anybody else joined us now would like to read? No? Mm -hmm. So we'll go up to the top. Please mute your phone if you're not reading it presently. Greatly appreciate that. But we're going to ask Judy. We're going back up to the top. Judy, would you finish up with 12, 13, and 14, please? Okay. Community or union with can never replace or replicate ownership and possession in union and relationship. It cannot replace who I am or who I am to you. Who I am to you and who you are to me is all that matters. Our relationship can only be thus in union and relationship with each other because we are in union and relationship with each other. We are not two beings who are separate but relating in union. We are each other's own being. We are one and we are many. We are the same and we are different. In ownership, we are full of one another's own being. We are each other's own. Shall I continue? Finish up with 14, please. 
Fullness comes only from love, which is the source and substance of who we are being. I am being you. You are being me. In this equation is fullness of being, which is love. Wow. Wow, that's right. Oh, my God, that just... The love letter. Uh huh. My beloved. Wow. Yeah, that that kind of love is so deep, so profound, so, I lack words. Oh, it's so beautiful. You know what it reminds me of? It's bringing back such a beautiful memory of um, my husband, my late husband, and and, um, and we, we used to have conversations about it. It was... Um, there was the love I had for him, and there was the love he had for me, but there was also this shared love. It was, it was a love that um, represented the union and the relationship and the foundation, and, um, and it was that fullness that, that um, they, they speak of here. It wasn't just my love for him and, or his love for me. It was that fullness of being, that wholeness of both of our loves together, joining as one to create like a new uh, creation of love that um, was just so fixed and, and permanent. And, um, you know, there was no, even when we had arguments, there was never any fear because we knew that the love was founded on that. That was the foundation of it, and it couldn't be broken. So uh, reading this, and, and, and it just reminded me of God's love in me, my loving God, and that joined love, that whole full love that represents the unity of both, of, of the whole, you know. It, it's, just, it's just so hard, hard to put into words. It's, it's such a heart thing, you know. I'm complete. Wow. Thank you. That was great. You know, but then he's asking us to take that relationship you felt with your husband and extend it to all. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Now, just don't, you know, just multiply that by about 7 billion. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 7 by 7. Yeah. 7 by 2. Yeah. Wow. He says, being full of love for one another is the beginning of extension, the end of withdrawal. If we could only accomplish that in this dimension, what a wonderful world it would be. Wow.
You know, it's amazing too, and then he, not amazing how often he tells us, like in paragraph eight, and, it, you know, he's telling us, you know, the meaning of the embrace. And he said, this has been called the tension of opposite, of being one's own self and being in union and relationship. These opposites, like all others, are held in the embrace of love and love and belonging. And he's saying, it's like, it's, you got to love your own self too, the true self. That's when it all, that's where it starts. As I realize, as I call upon you, I call you who I am. This is the meaning of the embrace, the possession, the ownership of belonging, of carrying or holding relationship and union with it, one's own, and with the capital S, the own true self. That's where it starts. And then you can love as God loves everything. But it all starts within. And, yeah. Oh, I think you're right. You know, it's it's um, uh, for me, it starts with uh, seeing and realizing and recognizing my own innocence. That's a gate opener for me. <laughs> it's like a portal innocence, um, because when I when I can see my own innocence, I can see everyone's innocence. And that makes it very easy to love everyone. You know, there's no specialness about it. There's nothing to get. There's nothing to define or achieve through it. There's no purpose other than it being what it is. And it's it just that innocence, just childlike innocence, is so adorable. It's so lovely. It's so... <laughs> you know, it, it's so easy to love. It's just become so easy to love. So, anyhow, I'm complete. Thank you, Lana. Thank you. Uh, this is Micah. I, what what I appreciated was I could tell from a few shares that people were being moved in the same way that I was being moved. And it's mysterious. We don't comprehend how it's happening, but here's this, this kind of veil that gets instantly torn as we read these words. And it's happening, us, happening to us in, in this shared kind of arena of a conference call which, which already is moving us into a unity experience. And for me, what, just to, to highlight a couple which have already been highlighted, um, like in, par- in paragraph 13, we are the same and we are different. In ownership, we are full of one another's own being. We are each other's own. And then in the next paragraph, I am being you, you are being me. In this equation is fullness of being, which is love. And uh, it, it was so mysterious as those words were being read to actually feel this veil just being torn apart and a, the sense of a separated self just dissolving 
mysteriously in, into this, this other field that's so alive. And, and then it fades back, you know, fades away, and then there's the feeling of being somebody again, this feeling of uh, being a mica in space-time. And, and, uh, but to know that others were touched the same way is, is just so beautiful. Anyway, I'm complete. Thanks. Thank you, Micah. That's the connectivity. That's Great, the relationship. Micah. Yeah. Thank you, Micah. That's being in relationship with each other and the union. Feeling. Yeah, and you know, amen. Shirley, you still on the line? Yes, I am. Now, here's Miss Shirley, who's been a perfect example of union and relationship. Tell everyone, Shirley, how you go out and you knock on doors and how you unite with your heart. Oh, with those. Yes. Yeah, this is this, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I am really experiencing this union and relationship. And it, it's, as I read this lesson today, I am truly experiencing the oneness of us all. I, I am now campaigning for an office, and um, I found that as I talk to people, and I, I just tell them, you know, I, I express the truth that... I am working for unity. I am working so that we really will see the unity of us all. And so many agree that, you know, like, yes, it's time. And, you know, I kind of try to watch my words because I don't want, you know, I don't want to offend anyone. Um, and and I don't... I. Try not to express how I personally feel spiritually, but there are words that I will just, they just come to me. The words, you know, I'm saying, I'm using my voice to say the words that I, I feel the Holy Spirit wants me to say. And I am just amazed that so many people agree. They're, they're there, right there, like, yes. This is what we need, and, and they're so open to it. And it's, it has amazed me because, well, I, I did a judgment, didn't think that many people were ready to, to hear this, but they are. They're here. They, they know. They know this union and relationship. And it's just, I am just so thrilled to be able to experience it. And as I am experiencing this, I know that this this is God. I I am experiencing God as they are experiencing God. And we are one. And it's just it's it's just a beautiful thing when you you experience that you know, with one another. And and the people that I'm talking to are physically strangers to me. 
but yet be, going beyond all being strangers, there is this connectivity with us. If there is this this union, this experience that we all share. And I'm just I'm just thrilled to be able to share that because it's just sharing who I am is, is the title of our chapter. It's sharing who I am. And it, it's just so beautiful. Thanks, thanks, Paula, for allowing me to share that. I'm complete. Oh, sure. I thought of you immediately because I've known, you know, what you shared on the Course of Miracles, you know, lessons. And every time you shared those and had the experience you had, I think we all felt it with you. It was like, a, an, like in my heart center, it was like, yes. It's like souls meeting souls on the right level. Yes. You were out there doing God's Absolutely. work. Absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, wonderful, Carla. I love it. Mm-hmm. Surely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Paula, Shirley, and Micah, thank you all. (laughs) Thank you all. (laughs) I am just completely blown away right now. You you know, if you think about it, we have that opportunity every minute of the day in meeting other people. You know, Micah has a way of sitting and watching people in a cafe and just with his thoughts sharing union and relationship. I remember the first time I heard you talk about that, Micah, and it was like, wow. Uh I could do it with my thoughts, from my heart, the truth. So if we know we're in union and relationship all the time with the many, yeah. And and God's right there with us because we are one. Amen. Yep. So true. Mm-hmm. You know, in, sh- in listening to all of you share tonight, it just struck me how far off the path I have veered. There was a time in my life back in the uh, mid-70s, I guess, when I was living this every day, doing exactly this. And... I had fallen away from it, and it just just struck me now. It just struck me. Oh, well, I guess that was just my path, so now I'm just willing to get out of the ditch and get back on it. Thanks for letting me share that. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And you know there's no pain. Yeah, there's no past and no future. It's the now. So everything is now. Live in the now with the love. Has anyone joined us? that would like to announce that they're here.
This was one powerful day. I can almost read it again. (laughs) Anybody else would like to share at this moment? Hello, this is Shirley. I would like to read uh, 3813 again, if I can. Sure. Please. Okay. Okay. It means a lot to me there. Who I am to you and who you are to me is all that matters. Our relationship can only be thus in union and relationship with each other because we are in union and relationship with each other. We are not two beings who are separate, but relating in union. And I'm going to read that again because I feel that. We are not two beings who are separate, but relating in union. We are each other's own being. We are one and we are many. We are the same and we are different. In ownership, we are full of one another's own being. We are each other's own. That is so powerful. I am complete. Thank you for that, Shirley. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Shirley. That is one powerful paragraph. Thank you for blessing us, Shirley. Yeah. You know, this chapter, Miguel, this chapter reminds me of the one place in a text of A Course in Miracles where certain words are the only place I know where the words are um, ascribed to God, the Father. It's in chapter 28. And it goes like this. At your creation, your Father said to you, in quotes, you are beloved of me and I of you forever. Be you perfect as myself, for you can never be apart from me. Unquote. And you replied, I will, in quotes. And in that promise, you were born. So this whole chapter reminds me of that statement. It is sort of it, it it gives me uh in it 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 freshes out that statement in the course in miracles i've always uh valued that very much i remember it often 
and I send it as a as a as a birthday a greeting to if I ever greet anyone on their birthday, that's what I send to them, and um, but that's our real birth. So this is what um, describes it. And this is just describes it in much greater detail. I'm complete. So Osha, oh, sure. so Lana, if it's your birthday today, then it is for you. Right. And, and the way and and the way I say it is, uh, you know, when I send as a greeting, I say, at at your creation, your father said to you, you are beloved of me, and I of you forever. Be you perfect as myself, for you can never be apart from me. Unquote. And you replied, I will, and in that promise you were born. Uh, so that's how I put it. I'm complete. Mm. I'm so glad you read that again. That that is beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Rana, are you there? Lauren, is she still on the line? Am I still on the line? You are. Alana's not. Sorry, it, it, just a minute. My browser crashed in the middle. Um, no, I don't she would have been. I just want to say thank you, Shirley. Thank you so much for rereading that. And Miguel, that was that was so sweet. I I, I can't say anything more, but it was just so sweet. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Miguel. I, I imagine I would be loved. You know, to be the recipient of that on a birthday note or a card, that would be like, wow, that's like, wow, that would blow me away. That is a beautiful sentiment that you do. That is great. What a beautiful message to send out to someone on their birthday. And where is that quote in the Course in Miracles? Miguel? It is in Chapter 28, Section 6. Okay. And, and yeah. Thank you. Mm. Oh. Wow. I hope Solon is okay. I know she wasn't, you know, that she might not be on. Well, we can move into day 39 and read halfway in. I don't think we're going to accomplish the whole chapter tonight if we go on for quite a while. Is there any other shares or do you agree to go on to who I am, to who the next one is that who I am to you? Works for me. Yes, let's move on. Mm-hmm. Okay. So again, let's see how he breaks this out. So Judy read. We can let's see one, two, three, five, six. All right, Lemoyne, you you want to read one, two, and three, and then we'll do. Four and five, and then six and seven and eight. And, yeah, 
We'll just read through each reader. We'll have a small section because I think we're going to take this one slow. This is goes on to 50 paragraphs. So, Lemoyne, you want to start us off with day 39, who I am to you, with one, one and two and three. Okay. Day 39, who I am to you, my beloved, it is time now to come to your own discovery of who I am to you. No one can give you this answer, not even me, because this is the nature of who we are. Individuated beings are who we are in relationship to one another. You have heard of life spoken of as a projection. Because we are all one being, we must either extend or project in order to individuate and be in relationship. You are an extension of I am into form. Through your extension, you can become who you are to me instead of who I have been to you. You want to do, let's do, all right, do four and five, okay? Okay. Thank you, Paula. You may find it difficult to give yourself an answer to who I am to you in words. And if you are able to do so, and even if you are able to do so, you may not be able to share this answer in a way that makes sense to anyone else. Let this tell you something. We are going to speak again of contradiction here, of the importance of your knowing who I am to you, and of the importance of being able to continually discover who I am to you, of your embrace of knowing and your embrace of mystery, of knowing me as your God and as God of all, of knowing you are no longer being on your own and yet of having to come to this realization of who I am to you on your own. Yes. Thank you. Shirley, would you do six, please? Okay, thank you. This is the beginning of individuation in union and relationship. This is the beginning of wholeness. What you strive for here is revelation. For only through revelation can you know all and still hold the mystery. This revelation is not something being withheld from you, but it is a revelation that can only come to you as an individuated being in union and relationship. This is what makes it a true revelation because true revelation 
is between you and me. Miguel 7. Are you there, Miguel? Oh, oh, I'm sorry, I was muted. Um, <clears throat> between you and me is the presence of Christ. Remember, we have talked about the Christ in you. Remember that you have been told of Christ being a bridge. When you relate to anyone, Christ is there bridging the distance that would keep you separate and holding you in relationship. Christ has provided the necessary link between the separate and each other, between all and God. Yet, if the time of Christ is about the end of the need for the intermediary, what becomes of the intermediary relationship Christ seems to offer? Are you ready to hold relationship on your own? Lana, are you back with us? I gather not. Michael, would you read 10, I mean, excuse me, 8? Uh, I'm, I'm driving. Yeah, I'm driving. Oh. So I'll- Thanks, though. Okay. Okay. I'm going to read eight, and then I think we'll pause and look back on these eight paragraphs, because I think they're pretty powerfully packed, you might say. Unless someone has joined us who hasn't read. Yeah, Paula, I'm... Deborah, I'm here. Yeah. Um, where oh. are you? On what page? Yeah, we're on page 649. We're in day 39. We actually went to day 38, and we kind of absorbed it very quickly and with much love, and then we chose to go into 39. So okay. on page 649, paragraph 8. Okay, sure. I can do that. Contemplate the buffer, which is in quotations, nature of all that is intermediary. An intermediary stands between as well as links. It is a totally unnecessary requirement in unity because the boundaries of separation have fallen. To be individuated, being in union and relationship is to be Christ to realize that what we call Christ is the integration of relationship into the true self. Paula, would you read nine? I, I thought it'd be best, just when I was reading forward, 
you know, just to kind of end, I thought it would go so easy going into 10 next week. It's not a matter of reading. It's a matter of trying to get the content, right? Now, let's see if that works. Nine. Being in union is being all. Being in union and relationship requires individuation, and individuation requires relationship. Thus, you must now accept yourself as Christ or as the bridge of relationship between all that is individuated in union and relationship. Yeah, so we'll continue with 10. Yeah, that kind of good stopping place. Thank you, Lemoy. Does read well. So now the floor is open on these ten paragraphs, on these nine paragraphs. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, thank you, Paula. You can always read that one again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah next week. Yeah, nice bridge. <laughs> and like as the bridge of a relationship between all that is individual. This is Shirley. And I'm kind of going through this as it it mentions in uh, paragraph 7. It says, when you relate to anyone Christ is there, bridging the distance that would keep you separate and holding you in relationship. So as we relate to each other and to other to others, Christ is there. Christ is the bridge binding us so that we're not separate. However, as going over to paragraph 8, it says, to be individuated, being in union and relationship, is to be Christ. So the, the, the Christ is not, it's not so much the relationship, or the bridge, I should say. Christ is not so much the bridge, but it, it, it is that relationship. It's to be individuated, being in union and relationship, is to be Christ. And then it says to realize that what we call Christ is the integration of relationship into the true self. I guess I'm kind of working with Christ being a bridge and then Christ is that relationship. I am complete. Thank you, Shirley. Thanks, Shirley. You know, and thank you, Lemoy, for nine, because that really sums up what that, you know, this prior paragraph, because what it says, like, 
and I'll read it again because now reading it again, I'm looking at it. Being in union is being all. Being in union and relationship requires individuation. And, you know, he told us, like, this is the beginning of individuation and union and relationship. You know, even though we are individuated, we are one. And in the oneness, there goes the union and relationship. It's the connectivity of all of us. Thus, you must now accept yourself as Christ or as the bridge of relationship between all that is individuated in union and relationship. That's the complete oneness of us. It's the tapestry. You know, we're like a tapestry with all individuated colors, shapes and forms, and yet we are the one because we are in union and relationship. That's how it makes sense in my mind to see it that way. And we are Christ in our individuated selves, true selves, the acceptance of the true self. Wow. I'm complete. Thank you. Oof. Thanks, Paula. Thank you, Paula. This is Yvonne. Um, as we're reading and, and as, I'm, as I'm processing this through my heart, uh, the phrase that comes to me is, be still and know that I am God. And of course, in the Course of Miracles, we have that. And um, I, I had an experience that while I was in Newfoundland, I went to church with my sister, and over the years I haven't gone to church, but now because I'm, I'm living the life through God and I, you know, with God or with, with, what, or with spirit, I, I don't have the same problems that I had before with the church. So anyway, I went to, the, I went to this Anglican church, of, the Church of Canada, the Anglican church, and it was totally different from what I knew when I grew up, and it was it was not stoic and uh, and just just uh, just really stifling and 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 just reading and not having no content. They did they did this one hymn, which was a mantra: "Be still and know that I am God." And we sang that as a mantra, even though they didn't use these words. It's just my my phrasing and my understanding. And it was just so moving for me, and I was so into that and so feeling it. It was my heart was just so open, and I was singing it the way that I'm saying it: "Be still and know that I am God." And and it was just that oneness and that uh, that pure self and and that connection that was just within me it was so strong, and I just. Basically, I just wanted. I felt like I wanted to roll around on the on the on on the floor and 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 just feel like I was being taken or something. But it was overwhelming for me. It was beautiful. I had never felt that before in church. I had never felt that even when I say, "Be still and know that I am God." But there, I just knew it. I I was there. I was in it. It was it was amazing. And I still haven't gotten over. 
uh, that experience uh, today. So I just wanted to share that because that's the truth of who I am and who we all are. And so that I thought that um, connected to what we're reading tonight. And thank you. I'm complete. Oh, thank you, Je- uh, Yvonne. I felt that. I felt it like I went... Oh, my God, I felt it. I felt the oneness, yeah, the sharing. Thank you for sharing that. I think we all felt it. Thank you, Sean. I know I felt it, too. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Yvonne, and thank you, Paula. Thanks so much, Yvonne. I guess that kind of, close that kind of feeling it. really sticks with you. Oh, sorry, Paula, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, it comes closest to what we call the holy instant, when you get lost in the momentum, in the, in the love, in the stillness. Yeah, that's a good point. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a holy moment. It's a holy. It, it, it's an instant, but it's it could be a lifetime. Yeah. That's great. Happy for you. Yvonne. Yeah, I think Judy, you were going to speak. Or Deborah. Yeah, I just um, actually, I was just going to suggest to suggest to Yvonne that that kind of feeling is something that really stays with you. It's um, it's an incredible it's an incredible feeling. There's no thought involved in it. It's just all flowing healing and it is beautiful and thank you Yvonne for sharing that appreciate it so good thank you well that one other thing about that is I I didn't make a decision to go to church it just kind of happened and more and more you know that's how I live I just let things flow and I have no clue what's going to happen I had no idea that I would feel that but you know, when I think back about that, oh, no, I don't think I want to go to that church tonight. I don't think I want to sit there. I would have missed out on that beautiful experience, you know, so you never know. You just, just got to go with what is and just allow. And and I'm so excited. I'm so happy that that's what my life is now. And, and this course of love is certainly helping me do that because I looked at the back of this book today and it says the course of love is an intimate companion on your journey home. How about that? I'm complete. Yeah. Beautiful, thanks. Yeah, thank you, Yvonne. Thank you. Thank you, Yvonne. That, that, what you shared was so lovely. Um, Mrs. Lana, I had to leave the call for a little while. My daughter stopped by, but I'm back now. And, and, um, and when I, uh, uh, when you were reading, I think, um, Paula, uh, was you were reading that one part about union and relationship, and um, I I kind of approach it like um, with giving and receiving are one. You know, when I first come to it, when I first came to it, and of course the miracles. You know, and of course it's it's spoken of a lot, and of course the love too. Um, it looks like two different things. You know, uh, but it's that experience of it that proved to me that it was one. You know, that as 
I gave love, I received love, but it wasn't until I experienced that that I I un, that I had an inner knowing of its truth. And I think the union and relationship for me is is the same. It's um, you know when I come to it strictly intellectually, union looks like the wholeness, the oneness. Relationship looks like an individuated. Um, aspect of it but when I bring them together and I experience them I can see that unity and that wholeness and that oneness of it all and and I love the analogy of the tapestry Paula because that's <laughs> that's pretty much exactly how it is isn't it it's, it's like the one tapestry of a million colors um, each a distinct part of the tapestry, but still the wholeness of it all. Each little thread playing its part, but yet one with the whole. And it's it's just a, a beautiful, uh, simple, very simple idea. But boy, the mind wants to just go crazy with it <laughs> if I let it, you know. But if when I just come to the experience of it, it's um you know it, it's just gorgeous it's um it's like that holy instant you know where where something you didn't know before or something you didn't think was possible before you didn't understand before all of a sudden becomes crystal clear and is known not by a thinking process but just by an inner knowing an awareness of it so anyway that's all i'm complete thank you Thank you, Lana. Thank you, Lana. You hit the nail on the head as I was just, Mm -hmm. as I was hearing you, I was re-experiencing it is the key. There's no arguing with an experience. I remember, and again, I have to go back to that period in my life where, you know, the funny thing is, is that I was offered to, by my ex-husband at the time, you know, he said, you know, there was this, this opportunity, and I said, well, I'm not sure, I don't know, yada, yada, yada. And when it came time, I thought, ah, what the heck, why not? And I'll tell you what, for an entire, it was about a month, maybe a few days, more than a month, I had an experience of being, of, of being in a state of being that was absolutely nothing but revelation and discovery that was just flowing and it was just so intense and it almost it was like it just didn't stop it which it just kept happening and I remember I was really active at the time and I was out and I was working and the flow of everything and the feeling of expansion with everyone that I came in contact with was incredible and it lasted almost for well I was just going to say about Four weeks and two days or, or 30, 32 days, something like that. And that, all I can tell you is that it was an experience that I had never had before and I haven't had since. And it was intense. And it was incredibly beautiful. I never thought it was even possible. The things that, you know, the, the circumstances, the situations that occurred at that time, I never would have believed that any of that was even possible. And yet, it all happened. And the experience of it still sticks with me today. Even though I, I'm not there, 
the remembrance of it is never far from my mind, ever. And I just wanted to, to share that because everybody's sharing has kind of triggered that for me. So thank you, I'm complete. Thank you, Judy. Thank you. That was great. I could go into detail, but I think it's irrelevant. The whole point of it is, is that my nickname at the time was Bright Eyes. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was with a group. Well, yeah, it was with a group of people, and everybody was on the same page, and we were all living the experience of what we're discussing. We were all just living it. And the experience was incredible. And then, as I said, I did. I, I kind of went into a little ditch. And, uh, yeah, but that's okay. That's okay. I will never forget that. Anyway, I am completely yeah. done. Yeah. Miguel, are you still there? Miguel? Yes, yes. Yes, Lana, I'm here, Paula. Are you still, yeah, Lana, are you still here? Yes, I'm still here. Miguel had a birthday gift for you, but we didn't know you were off the line. Would you like to give Lana her birthday gift again? Oh, I would love to have a birthday gift, Miguel. Thank you. Well, sure. So... <clears throat> So, Lana, this birthday gift is from The Course in Miracles, and uh, I give it, that's the only one I, only gift I give for many years now, because it describes our real, our true birth, not the birth in a body, but the original creation. So, it goes like this. So, at your creation, your father said to you, you are beloved of me and I of you forever. Be you perfect as myself, for you can never be apart from me. And you replied, I will. And in that promise, you were born. Happy birthday. Oh, gosh. You bring tears to my eyes, Miguel. That's just so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much. Made my day. You know where that is, right? It's a yes. Miracle, chapter 22. Yes, I do. Yeah, but I've never had it said personally to me like that. That made it real, so real. Thank you. Oh, you're, oh, you're such welcome. a blessing. Such a blessing, Miguel. Thank you. You all are. Happy birthday, Lana. Thank you. Happy birthday, Lana, and thanks for your comments. It's been such a beautiful, you know, you don't have birthdays anymore. You have birthday weeks. It's been my birthday week. (laughs) And I'm enjoying every moment of it, every moment of it. Great, Lana. Thank you. I've gotten so much love. So much love, and it couldn't have come at a better time, I'm telling you. <laughs> I know. Mm. How are you feeling? Oh, I'm doing fine. I'm, I'm doing really fine now. I'm off the oxygen, and I'm off my um, steroids, and I, I can actually 
walk around without my inhaler. <laughs> so I always I joke around and say breathing is very underrated. <laughs> you know, it's it's oh, you always think it's there until you go take a breath and nothing happens. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. I'm happy for you. Happy. Yeah. But, you know, God keeps me in peace. You know, I just go, uh, like so many of us do, I just go into the stillness. And I, and I, you know, I, I, you know, Jesus always tells me that the doctors take care of your body and I'll take care of your mind. So, you know, I just surrender into that. And I go into the stillness and, and I stay in peace. And I just embrace it all with love and just watch it all go through me and um that's that's about it i just kind of there's nothing else to do is there you know (laughs) um you just kind of let it all happen and just embrace whatever shows up with love and and the love always wins you know at least that's been my experience over the many years the love always wins it always heals and um and it keeps me in peace no matter what so I'm filled with gratitude, and I'm filled with appreciation from, oh, from so many people. Oh, my goodness. I've been showered, I mean, avalanche of love over the last week or so. So it's so healing. So healing. I just love it. Yeah, we share it now with you. Thank you. Thank you for letting us share it with you. Mm -hmm. That was so beautiful. Thank you. Last week. Because I was in the hospital, but I missed you guys last week. I was with you in spirit. <laughs> we missed you too. Yeah. Yeah. Boy. I'm back. I'm resurrected again. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus did it once, but I do it about ten times a year. <laughs> You're going to do it until you get it right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> Keep resurrecting. <laughs> that was great. I I see you as someone that's called on to train doctors not to believe their own judgment. Donna. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. I've had many doctors scratch their head over me, you know, because I, um, uh, I'm i sorry, I have a piece of candy in my mouth. Um, when I, um, when they said I was going to die about five years ago from this pulmonary fibrosis, and, um, and I was healing with Jesus and letting the doctors take care of my body, you know, and he was, him and I were working on the mind, and and when the MRI started to show that the scar tissue in my lungs were reversing, was they were reversing themselves, the doctors just couldn't understand it. It was three lung specialists, and um, and it just disappeared after a while. And I, the last time I saw that specialist, I had above normal lung function, um, you know, so it reversed itself, and so. And the doctors, you know, they don't understand this stuff, you know, and, and I'm not surprised, you know, it's, it's, um, I just let them do their thing, but I know where the healing with the cause and where the source and where the cure is, 
and uh, and not that God doesn't use them, you know, I think God uses them. But, you know, we know, we know what's going on. <laughs> we know. Yep, but it's all, you know, it's all the, what do you call it, the rhythm, the, the, the it's like what's going on at that time. It's, it's all divine intervention. It's the best word I can answer. Every soul that shows up in those situations are supposed to be there. And as a result, you know, it'll work out the way it's supposed to. Divine intervention. Yep, I think so. Definitely Mm -hmm. divine. Yep. Yeah. You know, know, I I, I can choose the doctors to heal me or I can choose God. You know, it's a pretty easy choice. <laughs> you know, but they're showing up in their individuated state as they believe they are. And they really, you know, doctors are there to help. That's, you know, they do. But then, like you say, we know that God is working through them. Yes. And it's and much as they want that control, you know, that they know, but their soul knows why they're there. They're all part of that whole scene, you know what I'm saying, the, the acting out in this dimension. Yeah, and you know, God. you can say union and union and relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all played now perfectly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, what we were just talking about, you know, the divine intervention and, you know, the coincidence. And I keep looking, for some reason I keep getting drawn to paragraph 5 in day 39, where he goes on to talk about the importance of your knowing who I am to you and of the importance of being able to continually discover who I am to you and of the importance of being able to was to be able to continually discover of who I am, of our embrace of knowing and your embrace of mystery. That's part that, you know, we have, that's where the trust comes in, the mystery of it all, that trust to say yes, accept divine intervention, the knowing uh, and we embrace that mystery because there is, I know within myself, it's like, I know who God is, I know this, and I know this, and I, but there's that mystery. That, and when things unfold, like I was telling Judy, uh, and I'll tell you all, and I think some of you heard it on the morning call, you know, I've been holding my sister, my young, younger sister of mine in my Part for five years as she, you know, was going through dialysis, and lo and behold, she gets a call Friday that they had a kidney, and she was a perfect match for it. And this is the mystery: 
she wasn't on the top of the list. But, but because that kidney and her, her body was a perfect match, she is now the recipient of a new kidney. And my daughter-in-law is a nurse for years. She says, I can't believe. Because my sister's 75, and, you know, usually they'll, you know, give it to someone else. But because she was such a perfect match, no matter where she was on that list of, you know, recipients, she was chosen. The mystery of that blows me away. Right? Oh, that's wonderful. That's so yes, wonderful. That's a beautiful story, Paula. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, because we were all stunned because she was told that, nah, maybe in two years, you know, you come up the list. And here she gets this call. She's sitting home alone, gets a call from the hospital. We have a kidney for you. Just for you. And a perfect match, not even any doubt, but sometimes there's always you know, whatever my daughter was explaining it to me. Perfect match. And the nurses said, you are not the top on the top of the list. Does God not work in mysterious ways? I trust in that com- completely. I don't even question it. Yep. Well, you know, that mystery, trusting the mystery is... Um, the way I receive that is uh, trusting God's will for my perfect happiness. I don't need to know the specifics. You know, mm-hmm. I don't care how happiness shows up. <laughs> I just have to find, you know, if I'm peace in the unknowing, it's, it's a very powerful state of mind to be at peace in the unknowing. It's such a trusting state powerful state because you're trusting God's will for your perfect happiness you're just trust and then just watching it unfold and stepping into it as it unfolds and accepting it and and it's um it's a perfect plan you know when I don't interfere with it and I want to know the if ands what's and buts and and just find peace in that unknowing in that stillness so I'm yeah. so happy for you, Paula, and your sister. Yeah. And you know, when I, I, you think about it, I'm a soul. And we know, you know, they told her it was a 58-year-old construction worker that was killed on the job. And the fact that that soul chose, you know, to be a donor. And that match was for her. It blows me away. Yeah. Blows me away, too. Thank you, Paula. Yeah. Thank you, Paula. Mm. Oh, wow. Such a beautiful story. Yeah. There's so many of those stories out there. The mystery of life, you know, the trinity, the the I am, who I am. But, you know, I know for me, I, I don't even question, I, like, that word trust. took me a long time to accept. I was in that untrusting field of 
part of my life for a long time. But once I opened up to it, I just embraced it. It's the truth. Trust. Yeah. Well, my fellow travelers, it's that time. And on the East Coast, it's time for bed. <laughs> yeah, we turn our clocks forward or do something with them. On Sunday, we gain the hours. Fall back. Oh, thank God. That's how I remember. That's right. Fall back and spring forward. So we gain that right. hour back. So we yeah. have more light in the morning, but unfortunately it'd be dark earlier in the evening. <laughs> yeah. Well, everyone have a beautiful week. I really am glad yeah, to be here. Thank you all for your birthday. Thank you, yeah. Miguel, Lauren, everyone. Love you guys. Love everyone. Love you all. Thank Love you. you all, guys. Have a beautiful Thank week, everyone. Right. Yes, you too. Take care. Okay. And everyone. Okay. Love you all. Good night. 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 Good